So, Ryan, uh, this is our, our first episode. and uh, First one. First one. So the, the thing that I really hope that nobody picks up on is that, as our first show, we, we really don't know what we're doing. This whole thing, <laughs> despite how good the production value is, sound quality, we got some great editors, great facilities. Despite everything, this whole show is pretty much just held together by, like, strings and promises. Just a, just a lot of strings, a lot of strings <laughs> holding this together. Intro song. Intro. So the, right now, <laughs> we don't have the actual budget for an intro song. One day. One day, we hope That'll to afford here. that. Yeah. But uh, if there was an intro song, this entire section where we're talking, that would be that. Just beatbox. Just. Uh, don't actually. I was kidding. I was, don't I was, actually. I was about do to it. like do like a little Mega Man no, hum. Just stop. You, you want to try it? Did we hear a voice? Suddenly, <laughs> who is this? Who is this? Oh, a new challenge. There's no new challenge. There's people in our studio who we didn't introduce yet. That's this is exactly what I mean when I say strings and promises. <laughs> Actually, that's gonna be so. A, should we just? That, this is gonna be a running joke, by the way. I'm gonna keep every time we do this and we do something like this. Strings every and promises. Every time we mess it up. Every t- strings and promises. Okay, so. Guys, welcome to another edition another of edition. the Water Cooler 2.0. This is an- I'm going to pretend this is another edition, even though the fact that this is our very first episode, but another edition, the very first episode of the Water Cooler 2.0, and uh, are you know to t- to- with us today. Do we introduce ourselves as the host, or are we going to? Wow, this is strings and promises. It's strings already. and promises already. <laughs> introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah we're going to do that. And I guess me. Let's, let's do that. I so. Guess. Uh, wait, what's up, guys? I'm I'm Danushka Kumar Singha. Noosh. Uh, I'll be one of the hosts. And uh, uh, Ryan Walters. R- just Ryan. You should have just said last name Walters, first name Ryan. Oh, I could have said that, but that'd be super dumb. Yeah. So just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm also a host with us today. We have we have two guests. So uh, our, our guests are... Well, our first guest is Genesis Ong, JB. Uh, JB, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, hey, guys. Um, I'm JB. I'm an experienced designer. Uh, currently work at General Assembly over in Santa Monica. And uh, I ensure that everyone has a good time no matter what they're doing. It so. sounds like he's an escort. Hey, man. Yeah. Also, he has great <laughs> taste in pants. He does. I picked him up yeah. today. We're wearing... Not... Because he's an escort, but just... <laughs> well, I mean, just, listen... That and, might be and, why. It might be well. why, but there is a... a what's it called? It's, it's not exclusive. Like, it's not excluding. Not mutually exclusive. Yeah, not mutually exclusive. Anyway, we're wearing basically the same, same pants. burgundy pants. Yeah. If I had burgundy pants, I would be wearing my burgundy pants as well. Right. Yeah. I don't have any. I know. So anyway... Right. Well, hey, well, what's uh, Jonas what's Jonas Assembly? General Assembly. General Assembly. Yeah, out in Santa Monica. Well, oh, so is, it's like, I mean, tell us, it's like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> you're the guest. Okay, tell fine. us a little bit about yourself. So um, I do uh, user experience design, and I right now I'm mentoring slash teaching um, with some great instructors over at the General Assembly. So we do uh, front-end de- development, user experience design, um, things that involve tech and beyond. Uh, and I'm – yeah, anything else you guys want to know about? Yeah, guys, good? Yeah. Um, I mean – yeah, if you, if you want to just mention like some of your interests, maybe like like things you might be interested in. You mean like what are your hobbies? Yeah, hobbies, man. Why like not? aside from being a design geek and mingling at parties and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I do. Oh, he does cocaine. Yeah, I do. <laughs> man, we could have like <laughs> led into that. That could have been like a okay. Go ahead. I'm also a big uh, gamer <laughs> for both PC and uh, console. Uh, so, and uh, I am going to be talking today, 
hopefully, uh, concerning uh, massive multiplayer online RPGs. Nope. Right. We're totally changing we're, all we're of changing it. The damn. Today, you're gonna be are we improvising now? Yeah, <laughs> this is all improv. All right, well, let's talk about our second guest. Our second guest for today is uh, Timothy Choi. Tim, um, tell us about yourself, Tim. Hey, I'm Tim. Um, what's it called? I am a programmer for an international logistics company. Um, unfortunately, I don't have anything interesting like JB. I'm, I'm more about? of a boring guy. I, I hope to bring like an analytical point of view to this. He's being very humble right he now. He is. I mean, we, here's the thing we should probably mention. I mean, Ryan and I are, are very close friends, but these two are also our very close friends. Um, and we know them very well. And we know Tim is actually a really, really funny person. He downplays that a lot, but there will be moments where Tim will say ridiculous things. He just wants to downplay that right now. That's that's very high expectation yeah, of me right now. On a <laughs> you're, you're, you're making it, yes. Oh. Tim is incredibly unfunny yeah, that's true. and boring, and you're going to hate listening to this, especially Actually, just, because I, of Can him. I be honest, though, just also? Just get the spotlight off me right now so <laughs> I, I have the, uh, that opportunity. Yeah. Right now, um, you're, you're just waiting for me to make a joke, and that is, that is very – that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, we can the, – the first conversation I ever had with Tim – Oh, God. Was, oh, my God. That was the best thing. <laughs> was just – Set it up. All right. So <laughs> we're at a Microsoft call center where we used to work. Uh Tim walks by with a cup of water with ice in it. And I was super excited by this because I didn't know we had ice. And so I asked him, Tim. I was there, by the way. Thank you, Noosh. Yeah, okay. And I was like, Tim, oh, my God, that's a, where'd you get ice from? And he just said, from the freezer. Where do you think I got it from? And he walked away. And that I think that was like, that's when I knew who Tim was. Yeah. It's just, it's very much... <laughs> Like a, a good example of just like the kind of person. And I mean, just being there. I remember you and I looked at each other, just kind of nod our heads in like disbelief, like, "Huh, yeah, that's, that's very accurate." That's where you would get that ice. Is, from. That is where you get ice from, exactly. So, um, all right. So, I mean, basically, should we? I mean, we're not even explain what the setup for our show is. This is our first episode. We'll just show you by doing. Okay, sounds good. Sense. Go ahead. I guess. You can't show anyone. Flying by the seat of our pants, man. Flying by the seat of our pants. All you. So, <laughs> Uh, you know what? I was going to say, you're putting some pressure on me now, but I live for this. I live for this. You like that pressure cooker? He enjoys it. I just, I just really, right now, guests, I mean, listeners. Guess. All two all and a half of you. 7.6 billion humans on this planet. Listen, uh, there's weird. one thing <laughs> There's one thing I'll say is that if I'm hearing my voice, I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm whatever it is. Nobody likes the sound of their own voice more yeah. than Most more people than always say, oh, I, I hate the sound of my voice. And I'm like, I love it. I love my voice. Sometimes he just talks to himself. I do. Without even having a reason to. He just, yeah, I just. In the shower, just. Yeah. You're awesome, Noosh. You're the best. <laughs> oh, Go geez. get him, Noosh. That makes <laughs> this guess. segment very uncomfortable. For you, for us. very masturbatory, it is. I, I guess. Okay. So um, basically, our, our topic for today um, I mean, this show, we will have topics each episode and we'll have guests and our hosts presenting stories articles about the topic uh the topic for today's episode is mmos which is massively multiplayer online normally rpgs but it could be any kind of game yeah, that's, absolutely that's massively multiplayer online and um so let, let's go ahead and get into this right now so i want to start off by relaying you know, something that's kind of a, a story that's really near and dear to me and Ryan. The, the topic that I want to talk about... Speaks for me a lot. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. It's all right. The, Everyone always assumes we're the same person anyway. Well, so yeah. I mean, you know, actually, the other day, it's kind of funny. I just want to point this out. Sean Bruce, an old friend of ours, invited me to go to a club with him. But his, what his exact words to me were, hey, you and Ryan want to go to a club? I mean, he just assumed 
Ryan was with me. Of course Ryan's with one. me. I mean, like, Ryan's my plus one. I'm his plus one. He okay. just assumes. So anyway, okay, the, the point is, I, the, what I want to talk about for Massively Multiplayer Online is Twitch Plays Pokemon. But before I get into that, I want to relay a story that kind of gets the heart of what I want to relay mm-hmm. about Twitch Plays Pokemon. The story is this. Um, it's a story about this guy named Ryan Kirkley. Not this Ryan, our Ryan right. Walters. I want to tell the Ryan Kirkley story. I don't story. understand how this relates. Okay, okay right. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> so right. basically, me and Ryan are at a party one time. And uh, at this party, um, Ryan's friend uh, Dylan is there. And there's you know there's a lot of girls there. And there's a really attractive girl sitting on a couch. And Ryan thinks she's attractive. Dylan knows this girl. He knows her from somewhere. So Dylan's like, hey, man, I mean, do you want me to, like, go set you up? Want me to go talk to her and, uh, you know, just, just talk, you know, play you up a little bit so you can go and, uh, you know, talk to her? Um, and, and Ryan's like, yeah, yeah, do it. So Dylan goes over and he talks to her for, like, I mean, how long would you say, Ryan? Like 30 minutes or something? Like, he was there for a while. It was right? a while. It was a while. It he was, was gone while. for a while. And so me and Ryan were just hanging out, doing whatever for that the whole time. And eventually Dylan comes over and he's like, dude. I set you up. You're good. All you got to do now is just go over and talk to her, dude. Like, I talked you up for sure. So Ryan's like, awesome, awesome. So before Ryan walked over to her, what he did, though, was... I got to you know, play it cool. Yeah, you got to play it cool. He waited a little bit. He took a played drink some or pool. two. He played some He did play some pool, actually. I did. And he took some drinks just to get ready to go and talk to her. But here's the thing. In the time that... The time between Dylan walking over to us and Ryan getting ready to walk over to this girl, suddenly... This girl walks away, like some other guy walked up to her. This girl walks away with this other guy, and they walk into a bathroom together. And literally, I'm not even joking, after the door closed, like, a few minutes later, some, like, friend of that girl, she listens to the sounds on the other side of the door. And the she's sounds. just, yeah. And she's just like, oh, my gosh, I think they're having sex. And and by the way, I want to point out, we were, like, 19 at the time, so that's why yeah. it sounds really juvenile. But, but she's just like, oh, my gosh, I think they're having sex. And me and Ryan are like, dude, what happened? We looked at Dylan like, dude, like, I thought you set Ryan up. Like, what happened? I thought Ryan was in. And what we found out later was that... Ryan did get set up. Ryan did get set up. But the problem is Dylan never mentioned Ryan's last name. He just said Ryan. The guy who walked over and talked to this girl without even knowing he got set up is a dude named Ryan Kirkley. (laughs) So this girl, thinking Ryan Kirkley was our Ryan, walked into the bathroom and did who knows what with her. And, uh, or with him. And, um, that, that was just, it was also, just though, also, uh, they ended up like getting engaged. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They were so, together you know, for a while. good for them. Good for them. It's just I ridiculous, though, that. Happy and married. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I feel, I feel like it, I don't know. I don't know. That was an incredible story that brings out the essence of MMOs. <laughs> I know. That's what, uh, I was going to say, how does this well, relate me, uh, to... This is called setting up, guys. Actually, maybe maybe you should learn how to tell a good story. The point <laughs> look, all I want to say is this. You're set up so long. All I want to say is this, that this, uh, this story, me and Ryan reference it often. And the reason why is because we experience this moment together. This idea of like, dude, Ryan accidentally got this other guy laid is like a ridiculous story that we just tell people because it's so funny to us. And it it, it was something we experienced together. It means something to us. Even if other people don't realize how funny it is or how much it means to us. And so this is what takes me back to, to Twitch Plays Pokemon. Because the thing is that right now... I hate Tim's <laughs> expression. He is just. I am just. I am, just, I am in disbelief about how he's going to segue this. It's he will. It's, I already. I yeah, already yeah. see it. Totally. I know. Yeah. Wait basically, he's him. his his whole thing is going to be. You had to be there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
Sorry, I ruined it for you. Yeah, you know what? I don't even want to do this show anymore. The point <laughs> is this. So right now, as you guys know, Pokemon Go is is a huge is a huge phenomenon right now. I mean, it's everywhere. People who are casual mm-hmm. video game players, people who are never into Pokemon, people who are hardcore players who min-max and, and game like no tomorrow, um, everybody's into it. And, and Pokemon Fever is basically returned. Uh, it, it, there's a resurgence, just like it was in 96 through 98. It, it's mm-hmm. huge again. The one thing that a lot of people don't know, though, is there was a very minor, brief resurgence of Pokemon in 2014, and it it could have been as big as Pokemon Go if it attained the right kind of momentum and, and it mm-hmm. got a, a larger base audience, and yeah. that was Twitch Plays Pokemon. Um, one of the things I really want to just get into with, with explaining Twitch Plays Pokemon is just that a lot of people don't get why, and I want to get to the why. And, and part of the why is what that story is about, which is basically it's something people experienced together that right. meant something to them. So basically, Absolutely. here's what, what, what Twitch Plays Pokemon was. So on uh, the date was what? Uh, February 14th, actually. So February 14th. Valentine's th- Day. Yeah. On 2014. Two th- Valentine's Day, 2014. Has it been two uh, years? Yeah. Yeah, it has. It's been a while, it's yeah. Been a while. I mean, it, they're, they're still doing it, though, right? Just, yeah, they are, but it's not the same. Not, of course, it's not we'll, the same. We'll talk about what they're doing. Yeah. But basically what happened is this, that a streamer put Pokemon Red on Twitch, just in a Twitch stream, right, for video games. Um, you might want to explain what Twitch is. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Twitch is basically just a video game stream. You stream whatever you're playing Onto you watch, watch other you. people play. Yeah, you can video watch games. other people play video but games. But yeah. with the one caveat of the chat, and there's right. also a chat. And there's a chat, and you can chat and like make live comments. comment. Yeah, on... live comments on on the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's it's a very common thing. A lot of video game players, casual, professional, everybody mostly uses Twitch. Ryan and I use Twitch. Check out, like, and subscribe. Wow, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out name there. drop. <laughs> name drop. So I mean, I mean, here's the thing though. This user, an Australian programmer, nobody nobody knows who this guy is still. He uh, came onto Twitch. It's Tim. It, it's not Tim. He just motioned it's that it was Tim. Absolutely, it's Tim. One hundred percent not Tim. I'm gonna believe it's Tim. The programmer created a backend program that basically made it so inputs into the chat in Twitch, like up, down, left, right, start, A, B, mm-hmm. they actually prompt in the game. So the character in the game will move left, right, up, down. The start button will be pressed. The A button, etc. Basically, you can control the game through the chat. The catch is this, though. It's not just one person being able to input these commands. Anybody in the chat can input commands. Yeah. Now, what makes that crazy is that, and I'll just tell you right now, Twitch Plays Pokemon eventually got so huge with people playing this game that um, at, at, I believe at the highest, at the peak, there was about 120,000 people at the same time inputting commands into this game. Can you imagine 120,000 people inputting commands? I can commands. imagine I was there. We were there. I was there. We were all, we were were we all, all there. At, at we were all – I mean yeah, this, yeah. Was, this was big. Yeah, yeah. I was so, one of the ones that was dropping people off the ledge. Oh, oh my gosh, guy. he's a troll. Uh, basically, so basically 120,000 people were playing at the same time. One of the, the things also about this game is there's a 30-second delay. So even when you input a command, you're not inputting a, can- a command directly into what you're seeing. It's going to be 30 seconds later that your command actually takes effect. So there's already a delay. There's a lot of guesswork. It, it basically, with that many people playing a game and inputting commands, it basically became anarchy, chaos. Mm-hmm. It was just pure randomness almost. Um, the, the game uh, basically... 
a lot of people didn't know about it, first of all. The first few days, um, nobody really knew about it. I believe it was 10 hours after the game started that uh, 4chan and GBA Temp, those two websites, actually started picking it up. Eventually, um, some other video game websites picked it up, and it became Reddit? known. Uh, Reddit got, yeah, a subreddit was actually created for it, I believe, on day two. A subreddit was actually created for it. So it was two days later. But the the beauty of Twitch Plays Pokemon was that so many people were experiencing this thing together that it just became really um, a social experience. When you play Pokemon by yourself, it's just you have affection for your Pokemon. You have, you know, the journey that you experience. But with when so you play many with a hundred thousand other people, they have the same you experience. Get memes. You That's get memes. You get memes. I mean, I mean, what? I mean, the, and a b- lot believe of jokes. me, the chaos of Twitch Plays Pokemon was that crazy, crazy shit happened. I mean, in the second day. Um, I want to say it was the second day. You know, it was the fifth day. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a th- consulting notes. <laughs> I have to consult my notes. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that happened. I, I believe it was day five. Actually, what happened is the starter Pokemon that was picked was Charmander. They evolved it into a Charmeleon. They named it Abby. Abby the Charmeleon. There's also a beloved. Po- By the way, no, hold on. Naming it Abby just meant that its name was like 14 A's it and a B. It was 14 A's and a B, exactly. Because people were just typing A like a right, thousand right. times. Yeah. Uh, but we nicknamed it Abby. And there was also another Pokemon. Uh, there, there was actually three Pokemon in, in the beginning. There was Abby. There was a Pidgeot or Pidgey, Pidgey that became a Pidgeotto, eventually a Pidgeot. Burgesus. Uh, everybody started calling him Burgesus, and there's a reason for that. And then there was a really, really weak Rattata named Jay Leno. And in the beginning, that was it. Yeah, it was just <laughs> Jay was. Leno, Abby... And um, and uh, and Bird Jesus. Jesus. And what happened though was in I want to say the second day, the second day, um, yeah, in the second day, basically they got rid of their their own starter. Abby was deleted from the game by being released. Jay Leno was released from the game just because of the pure chaos of people trying to um, do actions like go into the PC and uh, and just simply get Pokemon out of the PC. By the way, what was that thing about Jay Leno that you were telling me about earlier? Okay, no. But... One of the funniest things about Jay Leno, the Rattata, was that um, on the day that Jay Leno was accidentally released, I need to actually reference what caused Jay Leno to be released, but on the day that Jay Leno was actually released, it was actually the first day Jimmy, Hall- Jimmy Fallon hosted The Late Show, and Jay- it was the first episode <laughs> Jay Leno was not Jay on Jay Leno show. was released. Yeah, yeah. Jay Leno was released from the, from the Late Show on the same day the, the Pokemon rele- was released. But um, Why was his name Jay Leno? Because it was actually Jay and then Leno. Like, it was, oh, it was actually yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually yeah. funny, yeah. Oh, I thought it had something to do with the teeth. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. no. It, it wasn't no, no. because of what he looks like. It's because the like the name ended up being Jay. Oh, Leno. yeah. Jay Leno's by the way, his chin, not his teeth. I'm, I'm gonna, so I'm going to continue on this. But basically, the the novelty of this game. This is basically why people loved playing this game that was pure chaos. There's basically four things that it comes down to. One was the challenge and the novelty of trying to complete this Pokemon game with a million people. I mean, in fact, me and Ryan had an experience where I was, I understood this idea that this completing the game in pure chaos was fun, and, and that's the goal. Ryan was thinking that none of the goal is to complete it, and um, there's a mode called democracy mode, where instead of the pure chaos of anarchy, everybody's inputting commands, every command takes effect, democracy mode basically tallies up the number of commands and, and takes one action at a time. Mm-hmm. And, Based uh, on the most yeah. inputs. But there's yeah. a there's something that Ryan showed me that actually helped me and him understand that that what makes this game really great is that anybody can go in and complete a Pokemon game by yourself 
with the same idea of democracy. Just go yeah. in, make the commands you want to make strategically. Right. But being able to complete this game under pure chaotic like circumstances and actually the, the progress that they were making, mm-hmm. that is one of the most important parts of Twitch Plays Pokemon. The other things was that because of this chaos, because of this randomness, people started creating memes, artwork, lore. They actually started creating stories for religions the re- religions for the things that yeah. were happening one of the random things that happened all the time was the player would constantly constantly go into the start menu go into items and check the helix fossil all the time they're always checking the helix fossil over and over and over or like randomly in battle the player would try to use the moonstone on pidgey bird jesus yeah. and it was eventually people started thinking to themselves why is he why does he keep doing this thing and they started creating this lore that the helix fossil's whispering in his ear. It's giving him, it's almost like a magic eight ball. And it was giving him guidance. And it, it's, a, and basically for the simple fact that the helix fossil can be revived into a Pokemon called Omanyte, they create this idea that it was a god, Lord Helix. And yeah. Lord Helix was guiding the player to whatever the journey was. I mean, a lot of the accomplishments in Twitch Place Pokemon are practically miracles. Yeah. Because somehow you're you're beating the I mean, opponents. yeah. We, it was. We beat the whole thing yeah. somehow. It, it was it was crazy, but somehow it was it was done. I mean, the the thing I got out of it was the fact that in chaos, people need to find reason. And that's the reason why Lord popped up. It's cuz yeah. in the midst oh, of looked for, I get it. In the midst of all this chaos from 120,000 people we uh, needed trying that. to play trying to we play Lord one Hewis. game. Yeah, we uh, need, we need to make a sense people people found <laughs> out of it. patterns and yeah. through the patterns they created reasons for those patterns mm-hmm. and the reasons became stories and then folklore and then and then memes yeah and memes. memes this is like the beginning of Lord of the Rings or something yeah I will I want to I want to make a reference to that well <laughs> to not Lord, Lord of, of the Rings, Rings but something <laughs> but something with that epic quality but, I mean basically some of these the lore created characters so other than Lord Helix who's like the most popular character he is the god of anarchy yeah. and the driving force behind the lore of Twitch yeah. Place Pokemon one of the most popular characters is Bird Jesus mm-hmm. he was a Pidgey that was caught very early on he's the first Pokemon caught he eventually became Pidgeotto then a Pidgeot but the reason yeah. they call him Bird Jesus was because after losing Abby the Charmeleon the team was completely fractured there was very weak Pokemon there's barely anybody left and this Pidgeotto eventually Pidgeot became this force that just carried the entire team it was actually the one, only thing that was beating that Pokemon eventually. It was that sand attack, and it was like like mirror move. I mean, basically, yeah. it would just sand you to the point of you can't attack, and then mirror move everything you did right back at you again. Yeah. And this thing carried the game to the point where people were calling it a miracle the way Bird Jesus would just pull off victories out of an almost certain defeat. Yeah. And the, actually, the, the best example was fighting Brock. They had no Pokemon left. All they had was the uh, the Pidgeotto. And um, somehow, miraculously, it just kept taking hits using Bite Attack. And it just released one final Bite Attack that just like took 75% of uh, Onyx's life away. It just wrecked it. And it, it should not have happened, but it did. And eventually, people just started calling it Bird Jesus because it was just a miracle worker. Right. One of the dude, one of my favorite memes with that Bird Jesus. That self-destruct one is my favorite. Okay, there, there's two. Yeah, one of my favorites was the self-destruct one, where basically there's a scientist on Cinnabar Island that was using electrode, and Bird Jesus just kept using sand attack over and over. And when I say Bird Jesus was using sand attack, it's because nobody's selecting these moves. It's random. It's just we're inputting commands, and it's randomly using sand attack over and over. Finally, the scientist makes Electrode use self-destruct. <laughs> Electrode explodes, 
Nothing. P- Pidgeot <laughs> just stands there. Bird Jesus, nothing happened to him. He survived. Wow. Um, another uh, yeah, another example I love is the fact that Bird Jesus always, always uses mirror move all the time. And people create a meme, my favorite, with Bird Jesus, very, very Jesus-like. And it says... You know, do unto others exactly <laughs> as they just did unto you. Oh, wow. Because that's what Mirror Move does. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, I had no context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, I mean, other characters that became very popular. There was actually a character called Digrat. Digrat was a Rattata that by, by sheer accident, they gave it the very important move, Dig. And what happened with Digrat was randomly all the time, Digrat would dig the player back to town. That's what Dig does. Dig is a move where if you use it outside of combat... It will mm. dig you back to your town, whatever town you were in last. The problem is when you're trying to make progress in a game with pure randomness, if you hit dig, you go back, you lose Stop all your progress. Over, yeah. So, I mean, many times this happened. They got through the rock tunnel in complete darkness. They had no flash, so they couldn't light up the rock tunnel. In pure darkness, they wandered around the dark tunnel, uh, the, the rock tunnel for hours, hours, and they finally got out. Dig Rat uses Dig. They go back to the town. They have to go through Rock Tunnel again. Or they got through, if you guys remember, in Celadon City, there's uh, Team Rockets HQ. One of the uh, parts is called Giovanni's Wild Ride, as we call it. It's a tile oh, puzzle. God. Very easy the to worst, one. Dude. It was the worst, dude. Even was, playing by yourself. Even playing by yourself. That was annoying. Yeah. And, and it's doable by yourself because a player can control it. But because there's so much randomness, one miscalculation and you're going back to the beginning of the ride. It took actually 24 hours for Twitch Plays Pokemon to complete Giovanni's Wild Ride. They finally get through. They go to Giovanni's room to fight Giovanni. Digrat uses Dig. They go back to the bottom of the tower <laughs> to, sa- to the uh, Celadon City <laughs> Pokemon Center. They went back through Giovanni's wild ride. They went to Giovanni. They beat Giovanni. They have to grab the Sylph scope because without the Sylph scope, they can't go to Lavender Town to fight the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Right before grabbing the Sylph scope, Digrat uses Dig. They go back oh, and they have to do it again. Eventually, were you there for that? Were you guys? Were you playing? Uh, at I that saw time? the recaps. I, was, I wasn't there yeah, exactly. I was, there I, I will say this. I mean, who who watches that for twenty four hours? And me and, and Ryan were yeah, I, not twenty not twenty four hours, but we were there. We checked. I mean, we checked every once. Me and Ryan yeah, were know, working. Same thing, yeah. Also, we were yeah, we, we were, were in the Philippines. Like yeah, just, we were doing work, and in we between work, to do, really. we would look at our screen all the time to see what's going on. I, I believe we actually joined um, Twitch Plays Pokemon on day four, around the time that right before. The Celadon City incident, right before Giovanni's Wild Ride happened, that's when we joined. Yeah, because I, I remember we were there for that. Yeah, yeah we I were s- there actually for. Oh, well, I just said I, I stopped right when I saw them do Giovanni's puzzle. I was like, they're not going to get through this. Yeah. So I, just, I stopped. Ye of little faith. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, sorry. basically, it's one of those things where if you, if there's a mountain of diamond, if a woodpecker just kept pecking at it for a thousand years, it'll chip away that. The amount of yeah, diamond. That's I mean, exactly just what pure happened. Persistence. Hold on, Except hold on. it was. It wasn't pure hours. persistence though, because they cheated. They cheated in the safari zone. The democracy mode. Yeah, yes. yeah. They they use democracy mode for for some challenges. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But um. But so that, I, that that cheapens this entire achievement because they had to cheat for that one part. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. still, that's that's. I mean, like, here, but listen, listen. Safari zone has a five hundred step. Um, limit if you go more than 500 steps you will be sent back so for that reason they had to create <laughs> democracy mode otherwise it's actually impossible to beat this far zone yeah aren't there benefits if you do anarchy mode the benefits are good story good lore i mean it, yeah it's, there's it's no the benefit really yeah. other than just intuition. it's craziness yeah. okay i mean yeah. i mean my favorite part just like i said before was ledge the ledge was my, yeah. my it, they moments. actually refer to it as ledge hell because one misstep in the ledges that are to the west of viridian city you will go back to the very, very beginning. It was like you had to press right 14 times and then up three yeah. times to get out of the ledge. If one person pressed down, 
then you had to start, start over. over. 120,000 people. Guess who pushed down? Yeah. Tim. 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 <laughs> so, um, I mean, I mean, based <laughs> as you can see, just there is, I mean, lore like Digrat, Bird Jesus. Um, there's a lot of beloved characters. One of the parts that we joined in for, which is one of my favorites, and there's a lot of uh, favorite moments that defined defined this whole uh, experience. Uh, actually, before I even get to that, I want to mention a couple of other things that made this experience worthwhile. Um, aside from the lore, it's the fact that so many people experienced this at the same time. It became very much an event. It's something that you can reference that you were a part of that if you say praise Helix, some people will not get it. Some one Most, per- most, most people, people will not get it. Most people will not get it. One person will, and then you'll be like, "Dude, we were there. We were there for that moment." Yeah, it's it, like it was a it was a shared experience. It's the Ryan Kirkley thing, basically. It means something to the people who experienced it together. And um, the the other thing also was that it was very much a massive role playing experience. That is to say, an actual role playing campaign. Yeah, absolutely, because we were creating character roles for these people. I mean, Digrat. Everybody saw Digrat as that lovable scamp who was trying so hard just to help out, but he just kept on ruining everything <laughs> by digging out. Basically. He's Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And That's actually – there's a meme of him being meme, the yeah. wild card the wall, in the yeah. van in that one yeah, yeah. episode in Charlie. And actually the best part is there's a, there's a part in the game where Digrat actually became like the clutch character who saved the day. In Lavender Town, in the ghost tower, every single Pokemon could not hit a ghost. They did not have the moves to hit a ghost. They couldn't progress in Lavender Town Tower. The only two Pokemon who can do it was Drowsy, who everybody nicknames the Keeper. And Digrat. Digrat became the guy who took us through the tower. Even Bird Jesus, the the super high-level messiah of the Mm -hmm. game, could not carry the team because he didn't have the moves to to pull it off. So, I mean, aside from Ledge Hell, there was another moment that was just brilliant. Mm -hmm. They get stuck in Cinnabar Island. There's a part where you can talk to a burglar. They talked to the burglar on the wrong side of a desk. And what happened was, to the left, there's a desk. To the right, there's a rock wall. The burglar walk right in front of the only exit, and you talk. They talked to the burglar, and then the burglar stopped, and they couldn't get out. They were stuck in this oh, tiny yeah. containment, and people made memes basically saying, "This is how we die. This is how it all ends." And the only way they got out of there is they just kept level grinding, fighting Pokemon until they blacked out and they got out. That was the only way. By then, the reason they couldn't use Digrat to get out was because a lot happens in this game. One thing, for example, was the death of Abby, the death of Jay Leno, all because of this... Um, false prophet? The, the false prophet. Basically, there's a, there there a movement. Okay, Once you get to Saffron City, you can get an Eevee. And, at, and they knew. They had five Pokemon in their party. They knew. They need a Pokemon with Surf. You can't beat the game without Surf. So the hive mind, all these thousands of players playing the game, they were trying to push them to the, the, the player, the character, to get a surf Pokemon. There's only two that they wanted to get. Either Lapras or Eevee evolved into a Vaporeon. They tried to get Eevee to a Vaporeon. They go to the mall, the, the department store, to buy the Waterstone. They tried so hard to buy that Waterstone. And what happened? They accidentally bought a Firestone. It nearly tore the community apart just trying to decide between Lapras and, and, and Vaporeon. But they chose Vaporeon. They went to buy the Waterstone. They got a, fl- a, a Firestone, evolved into a Flareon. They were pissed, pissed about this whole situation. <laughs> they went to As deposit. They Flareon, they went to, Flareon's the worst. Flareon, Flareon has no moves. So the they, they went to deposit Flareon, and instead they accidentally deposited 
dig rat, bird Jesus. They deposit the wrong people. <laughs> and in the, the chaos of depositing Flareon, yeah. they accidentally released Abby the Charmeleon and Jay Leno. It was a blow. It was a blow because people – but first of all, Abby is the starter. Mm-hmm. In Pokemon, the starter, you use it the whole game. That is that is your Pokemon. Yeah. They lost their one of their best Pokemon. Bird Jesus had to step up because of that. Jay Leno was weak, but Jay Leno was beloved. He was that guy who got his ass kicked all the time, but you kept him around because he's cool. And they lost him. It, it tore the community apart. They were pissed about Flareon. And they deposited it in the PC, and they just left it there to die. But it would come back eventually. The um, Later on, something similar would happen where they mm-hmm. caught a Zapdos in anarchy mode with a master ball Mm -hmm. they go to get the zapdos along the way getting zapdos out of the pc they release 12 pokemon they call it bloody sunday and and and, i totally forgot we we, we watched bloody sunday i saw it go down and bloody sunday cost many pokemon their lives but the three that mattered to people was a far-fetched and a and a oddish they called ducks and uh cabbage and they loved those two. They oh, were just yeah, they were they were funny. They used cut. They're the only Pokemon that knew cut. In fact, it took six hours to cut down a tree with <laughs> ducks. Six hours they were trying to cut down that tree, and they finally did. And then the third one, which hurt me, Digrat. I love Digrat. I love Digrat. Digrat got killed. And um, I mean that's the thing. Like like it actually feels like a loss when you release these Pokemon because they're gone from the game entirely. They're just gone. You create all this lore. You create these personalities, and they're just gone. It's kind of like Pokemon Go. It's it's not at all like Pokemon like, Go. It's like they're <laughs> releasing all these, you know, Pokemon. Pokemon Go, nah, yeah, not really. Because Pokemon Go, your whole thing is just I'm gonna catch everything I can and then throw it all away. Yeah, all of it. I don't want any of them. That's that's little massacre I mean, right there, man. I mean, the the memes are fun, but I I enjoyed I enjoyed the frustration people got from trying to play this game. That's because yeah, because you're, you're evil, man. You're evil. <laughs> Why would, I enjoy frustration. Yeah, Ryan, do you remember that moment that um. ATV Venomoth beat Dragonite. I do. That was uh, one of the one of the one of my, my favorite moments was when ATV a Venomoth that's level thirty six mm-hmm. took on Lance the Elite Four's level sixty two like Dragonite. One of the last fights. in One the of the last game. fights in the entire game. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it shouldn't happen. It's impossible for a level thirty six Pokemon to take down a Dragonite level sixty two. One of the best Pokemon. But it did fighting one of the worst, and somehow Venomoth did without taking one hit. And it's all because Pokemon has really weird. AI in the old version where if there's type advantage, a Pokemon will use the type advantage move over any other move. Dragonite has two uh, psychic moves that has a type advantage against Venomoth, the poison type, Mm -hmm. agility and barrier, and it just kept spamming these moves that do no damage. And Venomoth just kept poisoning him and just somehow pulled off this crazy miracle upset victory. I mean, mean, just again, there's this this randomness that occurs in this game. Um, The point is this. There's... um, a lot of chaos. There's a lot of lore. Um, what makes the game great was that people experienced this together. I think honestly, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing it justice. I'm not even coming close to doing justice to this. You know why? Experience why? You had to be there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, true. we can talk about it all you want. Is, we can talk about all the. But all that's the, the whole point. Individual. Is that you had to yeah. be there? That's what you're trying to get at. But it yeah. was uh, several hundred thousands of people. We went through the watching this together. together. That's true. Yeah. Because yeah. even if you watch the videos, it's not the same. You can try to feel it out, but and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it with just two, three more things I want to say briefly. One, I want to say that um, this this game created two religions: the anarchy religion, the mm-hmm. Lord Helix religion, and the people who believed in democracy mode, the the voting you know practice in the game. 
um, the streamer created that practice just to try to progress through places like the Safari Zone. Lord Dome, right? Mm-hmm. The other fossil that you can resurrect was the embodiment of democracy. And there, there was actually a philosophical debate between these two factions of how this game should be played. And one of my favorite Reddit posts was there was always infighting between people who supported Helix, people who supported you know, uh, Dome, you know, Anarchy versus Democracy. Huh. Um, Dome. But one of the, my favorite Reddit posts is this one guy wrote this. He wrote this. As a follower of the Dome, this disgusts me. Democracy was given to man as a way to overcome the challenges. By the way, this, this topic is talking about abusing democracy mode. The democracy was given to man as a way to overcome the challenges and as a way to not make the, the same stupid mistakes over and over again through the voices that overwhelm Red. It was not given to us as a way to troll, Tim. False democracy is what <laughs> those bots anarchy. vote for, not the way of progress that is true democracy. And then one guy responds to him and says, I hate you for being dome, but I respect your beliefs for not being a bot. And then another person responds, is is this what religious tolerance looks like? <laughs> and somebody else responds, awesome. the fact that this stream community has culturally evolved thousands of years in six days amazes <laughs> me. Um, one of the things that resulted in from Twitch Plays Pokemon, just concluding this, is that – oh, I, actually, I want to mention one more thing. The total number of players who played Twitch Plays Pokemon, Twitch Plays Pokemon actually has the Guinness Book World Record for the, the largest number of people to play a single-player online game, which was 1,165,000 <laughs> people. Do you know why that's kind of a funny re- – I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. But it's a funny record only because it's – the most people to play a single player game. Wait, is it most people play a single game? Yeah, a single, single player, player game, game at the same time. Yeah. So who? How many multiple people played a single well, player game ever before that? There's challenges to it now because the thing is this: things as a result of the idea of Twitch plays. This is the first time somebody created this idea of using the chat stream mm-hmm. to play a game through Twitch. Right. So because of that, other games came about. Well, yeah, now, um, though. Yeah, now. One of, I mean, for example, there was Twitch Plays Dark Souls, which was a uh, much harder version yeah, than Twitch insane. Plays Pokemon. Dark Souls is an action game as they opposed to... Though. A 3D action you game. You beat they that game by yourself. No, no, they, they no, beat they it. Beat, oh, they, they beat, beat it. it. They, they did. beat it. They, yeah, the Twitch Plays Dark Souls game. did beat it, but it was a much more difficult challenge because of an action game as opposed to an RPG game. They also created um, Fish Plays Street Fighter, which literally <laughs> oh, was, was a video actually. of a fishbowl with two fish swimming into different sectors of the fishbowl. The, each fish controlled a different Street Fighter character, and people would just watch them slowly <laughs> fight each other. Oh, I remember man. the best quote about <laughs> Fish Plays Street Fighter is, hours of boredom, moments of excitement. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, there's infinite fan art of these characters, Lord Helix, the False Prophet, Bird Jesus. There's a lot of cosplay. Basically, is there cosplay? There's people dressing up as Bird Jesus. People dressing up as Bird Jesus as Lord Helix as the the PC. Wow. Oh, actually, the one thing I want to mention that's related to like Lord of the Rings, like that kind of thing. Sure. The Keeper, the Drowsy, right? The Keeper, the, the Keeper, Drowsy. Um, when they deposited Flareon, mm-hmm. they also deposited this Drowsy into the PC. And the idea is the PC is a killer. It kills Pokemon. Nobody wanted to go back to the PC after Bloody Sunday, after they lost so many beloved characters. Yeah. In fact, there is a Ghastly called Rick Ghastly that they put in the daycare because they didn't want to go back to the PC. But when they deposited the Keeper into the PC, the lore they came about with was that lore from the, uh, wow, from the, uh, the Lich King. Okay. This whole thing of, uh, Burgi is basically saying to Drowsy, like, like I should be the one to take the burden on of keeping 
everyone away from the PC to keep the PC as a safe place. And Drowsy's like, no, 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 I'm going to do this job. And uh, Bird Jesus says to Drowsy, this is the lore, Bird Jesus says to Drowsy, I'll tell everyone what you did. You know, the world will know what the Keeper did for us. And the Keeper, Drowsy, says, no, tell everyone that the PC is dead. And the Keeper died with it. That's right. This is from the the Wrath of the Lich King uh, uh, ending (laughs) with the... uh, I drink. don't know anything about but that. But that, I mean, yeah. think about how epically ridiculous that sounds. That a drowsy, that, that they create this lore of just, oh, he's in the PC. He's the guardian of the PC. He's protecting it. Like, people just created just great lore. Anyway, the point is just, if you're, if you've, if you're not familiar with Switchblade's Pokemon, I just recommend anybody check it out. It's, it's got great, great story to it. It's got a great experience. And, what are they doing now? They're just uh, playing the new games, right? They're play, they played actually several generations of games mm-hmm. like Golden Soul, oh, sorry, Crystal, Fire Red, X, Y, um, Black and White, those kinds of games. But right now, um, they are just doing the Pokemon Stadium, like the XD Stadium games. Yeah. Oh, they're really? just doing yeah, just, just just playing those games for now. I believe that they're actually going to be doing another uh, game, randomized, like X, Y, or something like that. Randomized as in items, bosses, everything's random. So it's just mm. it's it's the anarchy mm. version of an. You know what I feel game. like though? I feel like after the first one, there's just there's no point. Not that there's no point, but it's it's not the same. Yeah. Because yeah. starting over from the lore is, is not like it, it. It's too forced at that point. Yeah. Like when they when they started the new game, they tried to make new, tried new to story, make, yeah. Yeah. but it, it was forced. They, they were trying to find find things to talk about, but they're trying yeah. to find their own yeah. memes and stuff. But they weren't there for the original, so I mean, it yeah, sucks. yeah, it is. They it suck. is a totally different experience, you know. But uh, anyway, that's 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 all I, I wanted to say. Just just praise hell. That's all he wanted to say. 36, 37 minutes later. I just want to say that we, we actually started getting into it at 7.10. So it, it's, yeah, it's 30 minutes. I, yeah, I come would, on. All it's right. like, what, 7.40? Yeah. About? Yeah. Are we taking a break? Wow. No, no, no. no. There, there are no breaks anymore. Damn. Are there are no guys? breaks anymore? You no, ate into our break time? I, I ate into the he break time, guys. Dude, I'm God, sorry. Noosh. Okay, well. well Learning gonna, experience, if, guys. If, strings and promises. If we're going to talk, talk about massively collaborative works of art, essentially. Okay. I uh, I want to talk about World of Warcraft. Uh, so uh, everyone uh, uh, cumulative groan. Actually, no, I mean, I, I I like I like World. I mean, I've never played World of Warcraft. I want to say, but I like I like the game. I like any game. I mean, I'm cool with people enjoying games. Well, I mean, World yeah. of Warcraft is have be, like the staple for MMOs so much that other companies are trying to piggyback onto them. It's just not working out. Yeah. They tried like a few years ago. And everything that came out, which was what every clone, what Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not proud of the fact that I play World of Warcraft, but <laughs> no, I'm fine playing World of Warcraft. I'm proud enough who's, for you. Who's I, proud? I, I, I enjoy it. I okay, I enjoy it. Huh. Well, Tim, no, no, I'm I'm playing World of Warcraft too. Calm down, Legion Dude, is coming out. This is about out. to become like, a, oh my god, are you guys super excited okay. about that new Ryan, DLC? Don't be that guy. So no, I'm saying they're gonna be oh, like oh, really into like this. Their, Tim yeah. took a week off of work. For the new DLC, he this did. Is true. He won't be on the show next next week. Is it next week that? Uh, oh, yeah, next Legends, week. right? Or Le- no? Legends is coming. Legions. Out next Legions. Legends. I have an entire week Legends. off to. I thought it was Legends. Yeah. To play it. Yeah, I um, I cannot confirm or deny that I have done similar, but we'll just roll with that. We all have, at some point. A week anyways, off. Again. Anyways, so, okay. Let's get back on track. Okay. So the uh, the reason I bring this up is because let's bring us back to 2005, uh, two years after the game launched. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Blizzard was getting their hands in making new and more exciting raid mechanics, uh, new and exciting bosses, and putting in new mechanics. Um, what's can it called? You, can you shortly explain what a raid is for people who do, don't play MMOs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, MMORPGs, um, what's it called? They go into dungeons together as a group. Raids were a step up of, above that. Instead of normal five players, uh, they would have 40 and 20 man encounters with uh, much more difficult mechanics mm-hmm. in order to enforce team play mm-hmm. uh, and to make the achievement of downing these bosses that require 40 players seem that much more epic. Yeah. I've heard some people put that in their resume, that they've managed what? 40 No, no, it's raids. true. It's so true. Like There's the guild resume, leaders. Like... Guild leaders, like, you have to be able to manage 40 players with different personalities. Under they, pressure. They're... Oh, management experience. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very oh, much management role. <laughs> that and would even be in our such old a guild, weird... Uh, me Listen, and... the best part is this. You go into a, a, a interview, you go into an interview, and you actually put on your resume that you... Are the manager of a guild? You're a guild leader. Three out of four people will look at it and be like, "What? What, what the hell is this?" One <laughs> person's like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, dude, I, I play. Mean, you're, Can you're, I join your you're, guild? You're yeah. kind of making you're, you're kind of making fun of it a little bit, and still, but but if you know how much work it takes to manage a guild and have forty players not mess up, yeah. It's a lot. We, me and JB used to play back in vanilla, uh, mm-hmm. back when it first launched, two thousand four. Yeah. yeah, and uh, back then, when ha- trying to c- trying to basically have forty individual personalities do something to a specific degree perfectly, yeah. anyone messes up, everyone everyone resets. Yeah, to give context, like those people that we all banded together for the forty man raids at that time, were no longer close friends with each other at this point. That's how diverse everyone's personality and lifestyles mm-hmm. were. Yeah. Okay, so so, so yeah. the, basically, Blizzard was getting at at, at um, what's it called uh, making new and more interesting mechanics. Uh, they they had to make different ways to force people to do things for a common cause, and right. one of these things was called corrupted the corrupted blood incident. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a new raid was just announced for Zogarub, and uh, the last boss in that instance um, had this mechanic where he infected a couple players in the raid. Um, and anyone nearby that player was also infected by that same disease. Mm-hmm. It basically forced the raid to spread apart until the disease wore off and they go back to doing the regular thing. Mm-hmm. And they would have to keep their eye out and make sure it doesn't spread everywhere and completely decimate the raid. Well, Blizzard messed up and it infected a couple of pets. And those pets could be summoned inside a town. So essentially that plague got in town. It was supposed to be only in the dungeon. Yeah, it was a closed okay. setting. So, so let, it escaped let, if, a closed setting. So I get what Tim's saying. So the way this would work is that, let's say a hunter, right? Hunter is what their pets are talking yeah. about. It gets infected, and they could dismiss it. Now, when they resummon it outside of the instance, it stays on that pet, right? Yeah. Okay. And and what happened was in a, in a raid environment inside the dungeon where it's instance, it's blocked off from the outside world. Right, closed. Mm-hmm. So you can't get that plague out normally. And if the plague goes out rampaging uh, or rampages throughout your group, you wipe, everyone dies, and now the plague's gone. So you reset right. and you start the boss over again. In town, how do you reset town? There is no, there is no situation where the town dies right. and, and the plague wipes uh, itself out. Right. That never happened. So the plague goes from one side of town, kills everybody in there. And moves across town until it resets and circles and, around and, the entire and town. And is it spreading based on proximity? Like if I'm near somebody yeah. who has it? Yeah. Yeah. And you get it and anybody nearby you now gets it. Yeah. So this plague so was... So this was basically just 
bird flu. It's 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 like Ebola. Wow, wow, Ebola, Ebola. If if it was instant death for players who got it, that would be easy. But high level players. They can um, survive longer. Basically, the weaker players die, but the high-level players can survive longer. When they get more people infect- infected. Infection vectors. Yeah. So those players uh, spread it by staying, trying to stay alive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, trolling. They were just going around no, trying to spread No, not it. even that. Like, them accidentally trying to stay alive. Oh. They are... The, the act of wanting to live. <laughs> <laughs> the act of just living. kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, they become carriers. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. They didn't even reset that server, right? Okay. So, so what happened is that Blizzard... Of course, this wasn't intended. They were never intended to have everybody in the game die. Mm-hmm. That wasn't their intention for this. So, so they they attempted to control this. They intended to quarantine this virus. They they uh, they quarantined certain sections of the game, and they tried to eliminate the eliminate the the debuffs on people. Right. And they um, after they quarantined it, they moved on to the next section. Sure. That doesn't count for player behavior. Right. That's true. So people would die, and uh, uh, they would quarantine one town, and they would clean it up. Except players would come in and infect the town again. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So wait, wait. So wh- at what point did they actually reset that server? Um, they couldn't quarantine this virus through patch methods. They Are had to. They had to turn off the server. Oh jeez! Did it did jump from server to server? It wasn't just one. It was no, one no. Server. Each server is separate from each other. Okay. So did it every happen single on more server, than one server? Yeah. I mean, someone found it on one server and they thought it was funny and infected did, infected uh, their own it. server. And yeah. was that That's, person you, Tim? <laughs> I wasn't a hunter. I, I, I <laughs> uh, Tim's. Good. He's like I would have. He would have. <laughs> I would have. It would have been me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's just one aspect, and. People were like, there were different people trying to um, uh, figure out what how to play this because there were the players that fled cities. They would avoid all Dude, human contact. I, I heard that there's entire cities that became ghost towns yeah. where there was once bustling. It was nothing left because Pe- everybody left. People yeah. had to avoid cities, so there were those, there were those that uh, escaped the infection. They would die over and over again to try to escape death. Wait, did it get to Orgrimmar? I know there's in Stormwind. It was everywhere. Jesus. Every major city it had it. everywhere. <laughs> there were those, there were those that tried to save people. They would, they would just, they would Altruist. just be, they would just be in the middle of the city just healing anybody they can catch. But, but, but uh, you can't remove diseases. No, but you just have to wait for it to wear out. Uh, yeah. So they're anyone who infected. HP up, right? Basically, yeah, just basically. That HP just keep them alive till the war. Yeah. Basically, they were combat medics. They were, they were yeah. trying to keep Dude, people they were alive. The, they were this doctors like without borders, infection. man. They were literally doctors without borders out there. And they were those that were infected and chose to infect others. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, essentially, people were functioning. I mean, I want to say exactly as people would function in the real world, but there was some real world behavior that was taking place. Yeah, I mean, people, nobody's people nobody's going to try to get right. people sick. But people were essentially Hopefully. people were acting like this was a real thing, or at least they were trying to behave as though there's some. Well, real... No, no one was acting, assuming the, uh, uh, had a court, or no one, no one was acting in this game because they saw the similarities of real life. Everyone was acting on Just their on own instinct. interest. Yeah, right. Well, well. From but what? that's that's just like human behavior. Yeah, you know? I mean, because that's, that's what he's saying. Yeah. And that's that's basically my point. The, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it became a collaborative art piece of how people react to a plague on this level, and so did the CDC, and so did the uh, what's epidemiologists. 
the CDC. <laughs> like the real Center for Disease Control? Yeah, yeah. 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 The CDC mm-hmm. cho- uh, looked into this as, a, as an example of how people react in, in face of uh, a very scenarios. virulent plague. They're, they're treating like a closed world simulation. And yeah. not only that, yeah. like the anti-terrorism uh, or, um, center or something like that, they, they also did a study to figure out how players or how people react in trying to attempt to spread Oh, yeah. like those people who were trying to get other people sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there are those people who, when they're infected with something, they're pissed with the world and want to infect others. And again, this is just the point of uh, comparing this to Twitch plays Pokemon is the fact that it this became a single work for all these people, all these players. They experienced a single event, and it just became a single shared uh, experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's one of the things about MMOs in general is that because it's so much shared experience, it becomes a part of like a collective memory, and it's just it's it's something you have to be there for, and it means something. That that's the that's the meaningfulness of something like that. Well, I also have another game mm-hmm. that is there. Yeah, is, and I know it this, is, it this is, is a game that Ryan is he loves this game. This is I love this game, game, and I will never ever play this game. I've never played it once, and I never will. But it's this these stories aren't they're shared experiences. One of them is just an impressive numbers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The other is it's evil is what the other one, but it's it's really impressive. Well, what, what game is this? The game is Eve Online. Uh, it's basically a space epic MMO spreadsheets in space. That's what they call it, spreadsheets yeah. in space. <laughs> I will never play it because it sounds really because it's spreadsheets in space. Right, exactly. I don't want to just play it. So have have <laughs> any of you guys played that. it? You've played, right? Yeah, I play it yeah. every year. Yeah, you you play every year. Every year. Wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? You just play Play one day every year, or do you Um, play? So, like, I subscribe for like a month, and then I play for that month, and then I move on to a different MMO. Yeah. Okay. I like watching the stories, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Same here. I love the stories that come out of this game. So, Eve, Eve is is uh, it's an MMO, but it's a little different in the sense of the people who made this game. What they've what they did is they made a universe for people to exist in, and then they sort of just said, "Okay, you guys, do your thing, figure it out, like do your own thing." There's been times where the players even ask these creators to uh, to step in and do like when somebody does something. They when does like. something yeah. really bad, they want someone to they want repercussions or something, and they just won't do it. The only time the only times that I can think of that the creators ever did anything uh, are the first time like the largest, most capital ship in the game was ever built. It was built so quickly that the uh, the game creators didn't even. Th- create a docking sequence for it yet so they didn't even know they didn't even think it was possible that that uh, it could be it could be built so quickly mm-hmm. so they had to like rush to make just make this thing even usable because they, they didn't so they had the designs for something that you can build but they didn't have any functionality for it right exactly well they had i mean it would work but the thing is it didn't have the actual like animation or it didn't have the ability to dock or do anything so it just sits other there. than exist it right. just sits there and the first person who made it made it so quickly that they were like oh god we got to we have to like, fucking make this thing yeah. right now so they had to do that and then also the only other thing that i can think of that they ever stepped in to create i guess was after this battle I'm going to talk about, the bloodbath of BR5RB. By the way, for a spreadsheets in space game, the bloodbath of BR5B it's, sounds... It was, it was a bloodbath. Actually, but... it's perfect. Bloodbath and BR5B. It just, it just sounds <laughs> spreadsheets in space, bloodbath. Yeah. The, uh, this fight was so big. It's I mean, it's considered the largest player versus player fight ever in any game. 
Uh, after it was done, the creators made a ship graveyard in that area. So there's there's a bunch of like dead ships there. Yeah. Still, as far as I know. How many so, people participated? In so that? here's how big this this fight was. It was 21 hours long. <laughs> 7,548 participants. So that's 7,000 players. That's fighting each other. Right. Yeah. Right. It was – so the uh, the game has a – just like most MMOs, there's an in-game currency. But that in-game currency converts over to real-world dollars. Like you can buy in-game currency with real money. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that in some ways EVE's economy is linked to ours in like it is. very – Okay. It is so much so that the damage is caused in real-world money equates to – about three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So seven thousand people collectively lost. Collectively, that much money. well, not oh, right. nece- they didn't necessarily spend that much money. They could have just spent a lot of time to get the things. Right. But the value of the things they lost, yeah. like ships, resources, all that stuff. That time equaled that money. It ke- yeah, it, it equaled three hundred thirty thousand dollars. Three hundred thirty thousand dollars was lost in a digital battle in an MMO. in a digital battle in an MMO <laughs> over twenty one hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, how this happened, and this this is just funny. Uh, this happened because a single player in a like a, a guild called N3 forgot to pay the security bill for one of their <laughs> space stations at the edge of their territory. Dude, dude. And what this, what this bill does is it just basically keeps that space station set at a certain level saying you have to fight for a certain amount of time in order to bring this down to something you can take yeah. over as like a as a especially insurance. I, I want right. to just simplify yeah. that as it keeps the lights on. Yeah. Right, absolutely. exactly. Yeah. Keeps the lights on so people don't try to break in. Yeah. He forgot to pay that bill. Other people noticed. The people who noticed were called the Clusterfuck Coalition. And you know if you're called that. Also, gonna... they were Russian, <laughs> if that matters to anybody. But uh, they took advantage. They attacked. N3 fought back. Battle ensued. Yeah. $330,000 lost. Just uh, for one door being left open. For one, for someone forgetting to pay the, the electric bill, yeah. basically. But my favorite story from Eve takes a lot of planning and a lot of... Uh, uh, As only players of Eve would do. It's it's crazy. So this story is the assassination of a character called Muriel, a player, and the end of her guild called uh, Ubequita Seraph. So, okay, I'm going to try to... <laughs> Play this out here. So there's a there's a group of mercenaries in this game uh, called the Guiding Hand Social Club. These are all real people. They're just groups of players, mm-hmm. right? So the Guiding Hand Social Club were hired by an anonymous player. Still to this day, no one knows who this person was. Unknown. Unknown person. Uh, hired them to kill Muriel, the CEO of this company. That's all they wanted. It was a hit. Plus, plus one other thing. They wanted her corpse. They wanted after you after you kill <laughs> what? Dude, that's yeah. some... After you kill a character or a because it's all just ships fighting each other, right? Right. But when you destroy a ship, they shoot their escape pod out. You can destroy that escape pod and their vacuum frozen corpse is left. So this this anonymous person wanted that corpse. He wanted them to grab the corpse and bring it back to him or her, whoever. So that was their mission. The Guiding Hand Social Club, the way they went about doing this wasn't just let's find her and kill her. They infiltrated her her guild over 10 months. On every single level, there's people just at the bottom. There's people running some of their... It's a company. Their, it's a company, right. So right. there's there's people who infiltrated it, like the bottom level. There's people <laughs> managing her hangers. All right, just about Eve. This is ridiculous. Just the idea that a person has a regular life, right? Go to school, go to work, whatever. You come home from work. You log into Eve... 
and you play in somebody else's company doing whatever doing work. You're a minor for them. You're a minor. You're, you do data entry. Whatever it is you do, you do work in that Security, company. management. You're you paying run their for hangers. this, by the way. You're paying to, to have another job. <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyway. In space. Spreadsheets in space, space people. That's yep. to play spreadse- spreadsheets in space, right? So uh, on every level of this woman's company, the, gu- <laughs> the Guiding Hand Social Club has agents, double agents. Yeah. Her second in command is now a Guiding Hand Social Club person. So eventually he, he played so many hours over 10 months that he rose in rank to get— Not even—but j- the thing is it's, it's a company, right? So right. It's, they're all players. This isn't— you don't do certain things to become right, right. different levels. It's just you gain trust of other people. Uh, people like you. Eventually, the eventually, person on top is like, you know, I like you. You've worked how long did this time. take? Ten months. Like, over a series of ten dedication. months. Dude, it, it That's real-world really world dedication. Time. I mean, yes, uh, uh, faking trust is hard. Yeah. I, was, I was wondering, like, this doesn't seem like a very short thing. No, yeah. No, this no, was a no. long game. This It took longer to do this than it does to make a baby. Yeah. yeah. They... they <laughs> They had people on her board of directors. You know what? A lot less fun still. A like, lot less fun than making babies, yeah. yeah. They had people on her board of directors. They had people running her hangers. They had people everywhere in her company. So after 10 months, they uh, at 5 a.m. one April morning, the second-in-command convinces her, hey, let's take our two huge, crazy capital ships out into this territory just to show off, like get people afraid of us, whatever. Then every single guiding hand social club player who's like a double agent gets a single word message at the same time, Nicole, which is their go word for it's time. They raid every one of her hangars. They take everything. They kill all kinds of ships. They destroy all kinds of things. They kill her. They get her corpse. It's done. Ten months of work. One morning by 6 a.m., one hour, they completely destroyed this company they completely destroyed everything she built for herself. How much money was it. lost? So, at the time, this was the most expensive heist in the game's history. It was... Let me consult my notes here. <laughs> uh, it came out to something like $16,500 worth of damages. $16,500? Yeah. $16,500 worth of tuition. damages. That could pay a lot of stuff. <laughs> but that includes what they stole and... Ships they destroyed, whatever else happened. So her whole company's worth, basically, $16,500. Now, this game, they also have a uh, they have an official forum on, their, on like, the game's website where, you know, people talk about whatever. But the, the one thing is, like, the one rule of this forum is that they have to be in character. So the, the uh, CEO or, like, guild manager of... Mm-hmm. The uh, Guiding Hand Social Club posted on there, and I'm going to read to you what he's what his actual post slash speech was to other people in this game. He said, "Greetings, everyone. It has been some time since I last stood behind a podium and made a public announcement, so you have to forgive me for if I'm out of form. The reason I stand here today, hold on, I lost my spot. The reason <laughs> I stand here today." Uh, is to announce that my mercenary outfit, the Gilding Hand Social Club, has completed the most ambitious contract to date. Our target was assigned to us many months ago, Muriel of Ubiqua Seraf. Uh, our task was to carry out her her murder and to <laughs> to bring her and her company to their knees in one fell swoop. After many months, toiled secreting our operatives among her ranks, steering 
her organization through a number of insidiously engineered events, meaning to endanger. <laughs> this is crazy. To gain trust and divert their attention from where it has been early this mo- or where it should have been early this morning. Our hard work bore fruit, executing executing a meticulously planned, thoroughly flawless concerto of simultaneous core hanger heists, attack in open space, and facility invasions. <laughs> Ubiquitous Seraph came to know the wrath of GC- GHCS firsthand. Here are the results. And then he goes on to list all the things that they did. Stole. He says, our net gain from this massive heist is roughly estimated 20 billion ISK, which is like the in-game currency. Mm-hmm. And he says, hostile assets destroyed. He names a bunch of ships. And then he says, one capsule belonging to Muriel and one dream. <laughs> and I just love that line that he added. <laughs> We killed her dream. <laughs> so it sounds like – here's the thing. There's countless stories in EVE about this, right? There's yeah. there's people who make fake banks yeah. and steal money from people. There's mm-hmm. assassinations. I just feel like everyone in this game is evil. Like everybody in this game is evil. Where are all the miners, just the <laughs> nine-to-five guys yeah. who paid their Hold money on. To just, I just want another job. It's, I just want to be some. No, st- here's the thing. It's the same as real life, though. It's not like Vladimir Putin's like, oh, I wonder what Ryan Walters is doing right now. <laughs> I mean, they no, don't I mean, care at, at their level what we're this doing. Is, this I is guess. a game for capitalists. No, that, absolutely. And it brings it out is. these things in people is this capitalistic setup. I mean, that's why that that's their entire, um, what's it called? Game? Oh. Yeah. Um, the the it, Calling everyone CEOs, calling um, everyone um, yeah. uh, companies, basically... This is a game for capitalistic hostile takeovers. Yeah, I evil mean, capitalism. If you take out the storyline in most MMOs, you're going to be rendered to, you know, sales acquisition over and over again. Like what did we do in WoW? Like some sometimes we just mine minerals and sell it on the uh, auction house. Human so behavior. it's yeah. really you know what is really weird that that's a thing that you're paying money to work. Just work. you know what it is to work. Though? The, the, the brilliance of something like that, though, it's because of the fact that you can't do this kind of shit in real life and not go to prison. or You know what I mean? Like, like there's true. consequences. That's but true. you're paying to be able to have the freedom to do that kind of thing in-game. By the way, I want to say this. This whole story <laughs> you just told, dude, they basically pulled off a Hydra. Nicole was Hail Hydra. That's what, exactly. that's that's what, what it, it basically was. was. Yeah. By the way, my favorite... Eve story that I read. It's like a minor story, but I just thought it was just ridiculous. There's a guy, because you can get any job in this game, mining or working for a company. You know, you can mine, work for a company, be a pirate, whatever. Uh, I heard a story where a guy worked for the bank, the actual bank of the game, mm-hmm. where people take loans to start companies and do these things. God, this, this guy. Is so, it's such an it's such American. A, it's such an American. Corporate environment. <laughs> so he got a job working at the bank and he found a loophole. This is early on. He found a loophole. That allowed him to, and I don't know the details, like you you brushed up on this. I just remember this from a long time ago. Right. He found a loophole that allowed him to basically take an inordinate, like, inordinate, ridiculous amount of money from the bank. Just take it because he worked there at the bank. He took all this ridiculous amount of money. He bought one of those giant capital ships or like not a capital ship, maybe, but like a Death Star. He basically bought yeah, right. at the time a giant Death Star. He bought it with the money he stole from the bank. Then he put a hit on himself and he said, come and get me. (laughs) Because nobody had the ability at the time to take down one of those ships. He basically just stole the money, built a ship, and said, come and get me. That's ballsy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those stories in EVE. People, when they have no consequences, are are terrible. 
We're garbage. Basically. Human, that's what we're learning. That's I, what we're I mean, learning that's what today. we're learning from every single story so far. Tim had a story about people, people spreading, spreading viruses. the virus. You had people botting and, and, and ruining the ledge, the ledge hell from Tim. Twitch Plays Pokemon, like Tim. Basically, with no consequences, we're all Tim. Yeah. Not all of us. Tim's Tim. Our basis human nature is, is, is just... You know, some would say it's love, but you're... Fuck you're everyone right. over. <laughs> it's probably just being a dick. But, um... Yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's that's MMOs, but I mean, like, what 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 else can we can we learn about MMOs at the moment? Well, I mean, I mean, you guys have established some amazing topics in MMO culture, uh, but I mean, primarily my topic because I've been a longtime MMO player is just where it came from because I've been playing it since I was a kid, and it wasn't called MMOs at that time. Well, like, what was it? Um, so back, oh, I think you're, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's you're, strings you're, and actually, promises. Yeah, listen, <laughs> actually, I'm not gonna lie. I think right now, no, no, yeah, you're, you're talking this whole time, JB, good. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, so, I mean, aside from just what people recognize as, uh, just so everyone knows what's happening yeah. right now, news turned his mic off. I know. No, I also want to say this. I'm literally doing this you know, show talking, but I'm also turning to run the machinery and people are gesturing to me, making these hand don't gestures that I don't us. understand what's don't going on. Us. I'm surprised that you can try to keep track as much as we're distracting you. <sighs> I know, man. I'm, 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 I'm underappreciated. Because somehow <laughs> you talked to Tim that one time earlier and yet you understood what Ryan was talking about. I was like, wow, that is multitasking. I don't think he did. I didn't, I didn't need to understand he didn't what, hear Ryan what was I was saying. saying. I didn't need to hear because I know what Ryan's thinking. Like he and I are I, on that we level. Are the same person we're the same person there is don't no forget Ryan that. And just, just caught in a rad bromance yeah. yeah don't be jealous <laughs> i have many many people to bromance with though. okay well not like ours not like ours bro probably not come at us come at our bromance yeah no probably not um but yeah I feel like come was the wrong come was the wrong, the wrong word, word to use yeah. for... oh jeez you guys oh are we gonna start or was way? it the right word hey oh okay air five air five <laughs> that kidding. was awesome that was really well, in sync good job yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys. JB, you swear. talked about something about playing RPGs when you were a young MMOs. MMOs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this was... Uh, and they were called something else. Something yeah. Else. I mean... MM- Educate us. So I started playing MMOs in the 90s okay. when it was still in text version. Like, just mm-hmm. like Twitch plays Pokemon. What? Everyone was just te- typing right. and texting to each other to com- create commands. This is like IRC chat? It was like IRC chat, but there was a server that recognized what you were typing and responded to you. So it was almost oh. like a digital version of Dungeons & Dragons. Like, like the server was the Dungeon Master, that Correct. sort of thing? Okay. Yeah, huh. and that ran for like a chunk of the 80s going into the 90s. It was only when it became graphic multi-user dungeons, which multi-user dungeons is what MMOs were called at the time, purely from text. And it's an homage to an old text-based game called Zork. But going forward... <laughs> Yeah, it gets really, really nerdy. <laughs> that is, yeah, they Listen, could not have picked a more '80s nerd yeah. name well, for a thing. Hey, Stranger- Let's call it Zork, guys. Guys, Stranger Things is popular. I'm gonna dig into this. No, no, no I'm not. Oh. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> we, I love Stranger love Things and '80s and... culture. I'm not at all yeah. making fun of it. I'm just saying yeah. that is the most '80s. I mean, I mean, basically, like at the it's old true. company we worked for, the people who ran the servers for our company, mm-hmm. they named it what Xena. They named it Xena. I mean, like, people well, funny give thing is, nerdy names to things. So, it's... you know, Xena was like a 90s show, right? Hercules and Xena. Yeah. And they actually made a multi-user dungeon of Hercules and Xena. Of course they did, because it's yeah. popular. And I didn't realize this, but it was the same company that made some of the other games that I played on AOL at the time. Jesus. And... <laughs> AOL, another 90s <laughs> reference. Yeah. And that's when monthly subscriptions came in for MMOs. 
was because of the multi-user dungeon setup. It was only like later on with uh, what was it? Um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard the game Ultima. Um, Ultima Online, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Ultima Online. I never played it, but right, yeah. Richard Garriott, the guy who yeah. made that and the Ultima series, he's the one who first coined MMORPGs. The word. The huh. word, the term, yeah. Out of all the graphic uh, multi-user dungeons, MMORPG came from him. And, and just just because we, I don't think we use this word in the beginning of this this broadcast. MMO stands for massively multiplayer online role-playing game. game. Right. right. And Richard Garriott came in. He he's a He's a very larger-than-life personality. Like, he has, like if you heard of Ultima, you've also heard of him because he takes on the persona called Lord British. Oh, yeah. He dude, is his own dude, character. I, I don't know if you mentioned this, but I remember that one of the stories I read just in, in preparation for this, this mm-hmm. uh, episode was that there was some incident in Ultima Online where one player assassinated Lord British right. in the game. I mean, it wasn't supposed to happen. He was doing like a – basically it was like a, a speech he was doing as mm-hmm. if like Obama went to do a speech. <laughs> no, yes. basically the yes. creator, the god of Ultima Online yes. came yes. to the game in a town to do a speech mm-hmm. for the players. And a bunch of players – a bunch of the players gathered, mm. and he's supposed to have invulnerability. He's invincible. He can't be killed. He's God in Ultima Online. Yeah. The creator. But basically, he forgot to set his God mode, and somebody <laughs> as a, a troll, somebody wanted to just troll and threw a fireball at him. It did damage, and he's like, kill this guy, and he just killed the guy. By the way, this sounds like an anime. Like, this sounds like the most like ridiculous thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved MMOs at that time because you could do a lot of crazy stuff, and the moderators will play along with you as much as they could now it's just a lot of scripting you know like they're hoping that you're on for a like a, a theme park ride well, rather than an interactive like jun- dungeons experience i mean the muds in the back in a long time ago mm-hmm. uh, the reason why they were able to theme um such ridiculous things as make a xena mud is because uh mm-hmm. it's because it just required a person a writer yeah just all that's all team. it required and essentially to create the lore of every single text response from the server yeah and it, it's not a complicated thing because scripting at the time was very it's just simple. time consuming it and if it's if much. it's only time consuming but not complicated yeah then fans yeah will do it, it it's such a strange <laughs> thing to see muds at the time and yet the people playing twitch plays pokemon now i mean i'm pretty sure a lot of them have not played muds but it's i know sa- i haven't yeah it's the same sort of like approach like you're entering text and for a reaction mm-hmm. and that's what graphic muds were and so if anything People who play Twitch plays Pokemon are playing a graphic MUD. It's basically everything came full circle again. Right. I mean, if you if you want to experience uh, playing MUDs, to basically to basically imagine typing quaff bladder, and oh yeah, exactly yeah. Adventure games, a lot of things were text oriented at the time. There was no uh, mouse controls were not popular at the time, not yet. And everything was just text. I mean, when you consider the 80s and early 90s, what's a mouse? I mean, like yeah. that wasn't even a yeah, thing. Yeah, Mouse was like late 90s, yeah. I think, around there. And uh, what a time to be alive, guys! I know. Yeah. We got touch screen. So, so yeah. which, it was muds, and then I think there was a time when Dwarf Fortress was a thing. Dwarf and Fortress. Then, that was was it? Was that an Asian MMO? Somehow the names Asian? these fuckers <laughs> come up with for these things: Dwarf Fortress, Zork. Zork sounds <laughs> super American. Yeah, and it wasn't like what was it? Uh, late '90s when EverQuest came in, the first 3D yeah. MMO. Was the same with Meridian Fifty Nine, Dark Age of Camelot, stuff like that. And it was funny because even though EverQuest was the most popular thing at the time, World of Warcraft came in, was it early uh, 2000s, and completely decimated the MMORPG market and became the most popular thing. It's, Still is though, today. Right, even though they had adapted or taken EverQuest's system, they just did it better. 
It's because it had and a now, lot more... And now every game, every MMORPG is trying to just be a WoW killer. Like, their whole point is... No, yeah, they've well, moved from that. Well, well I, I hope so. I hope moved so. From the companies have figured out that it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, <laughs> no matter how happen. many WoW clones you make. Yeah, do you know how much... I mean, we kind of touched on this earlier watching, like, Extra Credit. It takes, like, sixty to $100,000 or $100 million to fund and create an MMO. So could you I imagine, imagine yeah. everyone making Lord of the Rings online, Wildstar, Star Trek online, all these franchises like Aeon, Strife. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic. You know, people are like, if they're Destiny. Not, yeah. Well, <laughs> Destiny. Oh, Destiny too, because yeah, that don't took even, its own. Don't, let's not even talk about Destiny. Ryan hates Destiny. I hate Destiny. Right? Ryan hates yeah. Bungie. I hate Bungie. I, 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 I the reason why though is because Bungie broke your heart. They broke your dream. They didn't. It's because I wanted Destiny to work. Yeah. So bad we put I, in time for that I, game i made you guys put in time actually yeah. i was like i love bungie yeah. they do good stuff this game's dude, gonna be amazing dude how many hours did we spend trying to fight quadron in destiny it was like three days five hours each it was like 15 hours right we Jesus. fought one boss these, in destiny when you put the numbers casuals. behind yeah. it these casuals well we, we fought a raid <laughs> boss in destiny for 15 hours because we love that game so Wait, much which boss are you talking about quadron in the trials of osiris Dude, you know what's real? Oh, no, not in the Dude, sh- that's also, no, no, you're wrong. No, 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 no. Prison, of Elders, Prison of Elders. Prison of Elders. By the way, I just okay, want to say I this. That. I was making fun of these guys for Zork and Dwarf Fortress. I just said Trials of Osiris, <laughs> Quodron, Prison of Elders. God, oh, my God. We are the nerdiest, worst. Yeah. Oh, my no, God. Be- I I am infected by the Corrupted Blood Plague. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am that guy. The Blood Plague. Yeah, to be clear, Tim and I play World of Warcraft, and these two, Ryan and We, we play, I mean, to be honest, I mean, just being real. It was a shooter. We play, we play, Ryan and I, I love RPGs. I've never really got into massively multiplayer RPGs. Mm-hmm. I definitely got into Twitch Plays Pokemon. That was like a really one-time thing. Yeah. Mostly when it comes to MMOs, my experience is playing with Ryan, playing uh, RPG, I'm sorry, uh, shooter games, mm-hmm. like yeah. Destiny, like Mass Effect 3, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Destiny, yes. It, Huge it, disappointment. It tried to be an MMORPG, and I've had this debate with one of my colleagues back in Nerd Reactor, and he... He tried to argue that it was an MMORPG, but I told him, look, there's not a strong crafting system. There's not a strong social system. There wasn't a strong anything system. Yeah, we had to go to the message boards on a website just to contact people, right? right? Yeah, like, you can, yeah there was no way to like, talk to each Connect other. with people, yeah, yeah. I, like, I agree with that. What the social system, the crafting system isn't necessary for an MMORPG. I, I want to say this. No, it's not. It's, there's it's, there's it's these not categories of things that are required for massively multiplayer online RPGs. But the thing is, honestly, now at this point, with how companies have moved in the direction of creating online social experiences for games mm-hmm. the definition of what an mmo is has really become skewed and changed i mean yeah. destiny is an mmo in the sense that people are connected to each other and having shared experiences i think the idea of what an mmo is now not necessarily mmorpg but an mmo is just creating shared experiences in game yeah i mean i don't think people. they have to have all those checklists so. yeah. yeah to be fair like i think destiny is further along in mmo first person shooters <laughs> Compared to other people that are trying the same platform. Like other place, places have instances set up. I mean, Destiny has that too. But people can go in and out of, a, of an instance. Yeah. People you don't even know. Granted, I don't know how you're going to talk to them unless you're nearby. But it's still closer to an MMO than other competitors. There's no talking to them. Destiny. Wait, can't you just like be nearby and try to talk? No, no you can't. Oh gosh. All can't. you can do is dance next to them. Why? Yeah, there's no way to communicate and, with people, yeah. Yeah, you can dance, you can point, you can wave. It's just like that missed And then you can, like, 
go onto your PlayStation That's 4 That's a menu. really great title for Destiny's next DLC, A Missed Opportunity. <laughs> it yeah. yeah, it was yeah. the worst. Yeah. I mean, we believe they, they're, the goal of Destiny was they wanted to create a 10-year experience. They want people to grow with Jesus. this game over 10 years. Me and Ryan actually expected to be playing this game when we were, what, 38 years old, like when we're like old, you know? And you know what? You know what the worst part of, of Destiny is? Is that every single time we told them, Hey, this thing doesn't work. We want something else. We want right. this to be different. We want this to work a different way. Their answer to that was always just, uh, well, we're going to just mess up this other thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll make it, but you'll stop worrying about this. Well, it's the same thing that uh, they did with Division. One of the, the biggest issues with developers, especially of MMOs, I mean, this is more so for MMOs than other single-player, standard, straightforward right. experiences, is that there are some developers who try to control the experience. They want you to play the way they they create the game, the intention yeah. of the game. Um, they, they, and they try to control that experience so much, they don't mm-hmm. want the players just enjoy the game or, or create the experiences they want to create. Some developers like... The developer of War, uh, Warframe? Digital Extremes. Hold on. I seriously want to give yeah, him a shout out because yeah. Warframe for me was everything that Destiny should have been. Absolutely. So if – and it's a free-to-play game. So if you are interested, if you like Destiny or you – rather if you hate Destiny, really, that's that's what we're going for. If you hate <laughs> Destiny <laughs> because it was garbage and you uh, and you want to um, – you want to – What the heck is that? Oh, my God. What's happening? It's your phone, bro. Is it? Yeah. My bad. You better turn it off next time. My bad. Anyway, so... Hey, strings and promises, guys. Strings and promises. <laughs> so if you hate Destiny, but you want something similar, or you want what Destiny could have been, check out Warframe. It's free to play. Uh, the The best thing about that game, without getting into like too much detail, the best thing about that game for me is just that the developers are super responsive, and they're super awesome. Like the Digital Extremes, every, I want to say like weekly or monthly or something, they have a stream on Twitch mm-hmm. where they talk about Here's what you guys have been talking about on the message boards. Here's everything we want to like add, and it's always adding. They only they only pretty much add stuff. They don't really take well, stuff out. Um, I want to make a point because it seems that the comparison between Destiny and Warframe is the fact that um, Destiny people signed on for the vision of the developer. Mm-hmm. They all signed on because they enjoyed what the developer was promoting in terms of the vision of the game of how it wants to and they they felt betrayed once they actually right. felt uh, felt in the once they realized product. it wasn't over promised and under uh, under delivered but yeah. for warframe they didn't have a very big following in the very start of the mm-hmm. game instead they had nothing they had a framework and people kept coming people kept asking for stuff and then it's like well, we don't really have a vision for the game we'll just make it absolutely yeah, yeah they kept they basically they're very responsive actually so much so i'm going to tell a quick story about it there mm-hmm. is uh there was like a glitch in the game at some point where this enemy character was just ended up following the player <laughs> through the mission all the way to the end. Clem. He didn't fight him. Right. He was just some guy. And uh, one of the things he said all the time was Clem for whatever reason. It's just one of the things that they would say. So he just followed this character, all, like this player, all the way through. And he made it like a Reddit post about it. And he's like, oh, this is really funny. This, this is my new friend. Whatever. Someone made all this artwork on Tumblr, like all these little comics of Clem wanting to be a player basically and so the developers found this and they thought it was really awesome they put clem in the game he's in the yeah. game right now the fan art became a character yeah exactly he yeah. has he has all the same stuff that he did in like the comics he can he can help you fight now like he's in the game and i just think it's cool that they're so yeah. like i mean a, in really, tune with their, a really good developer is one that yes has intentions for a game however as the player base changes 
some of the elements of the game or they want certain things, the developer has to understand the player base and yeah. nurture their yeah, their right. goals. I mean, player uh, developers that basically try to restrict the goals of the player ends up kind sometimes, of ostracizing those. Sometimes players. I feel like like uh, they they're so worried about stopping people from breaking the game or cheating that they don't they don't see the the, the difference between like there's a line. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't see the difference between people just playing the game a different way than they thought it should be played and people who are breaking or cheating yeah. in Guys, the game. Guys, you are speaking my language. This is what I do for a living. <laughs> you got a little chub right now? Yeah, well, okay, I want to I want to tap into what you're talking about in a second. I just want to mm-hmm. say one thing cuz we sure. we are, you know, running out of time a little bit. We are yeah, a, yeah. a show that has time limits. On the topic of communication though, I do want to throw this out there. I I believe one thing. Developers need to communicate with their player base, Absolutely. their audience, to be able to I get. I know where this is going. I, I hope you do. Uh, you know, you know why you know where this is going because you know my thoughts, man. Uh, basically, I heard them. Developers need to know uh, to understand what their player base needs and and to create a dialogue. Communication is important. Mm-hmm. Let the players know what's going on, why you're doing what you're doing. What's you know, um, their developers are and they're they're failing at that. Like Niantic for Pokemon Go, Bungie for Destiny, etc. But a good developer understands that communication and letting the player base know what's going on is not a weakness. It is basically allowing the the player to understand the situation and mm-hmm. give you a sort of, I guess, you leeway or give you some kind of breathing room. Uh, essentially, what I would say is this: as the hosts of this show, as the you know, as all of us, as the creators of this show, trying mm-hmm. to put this thing together on strings and promises, we are trying to create a vision of what this show is. And we are facing uh, circumstances like, for example, we're just trying to figure out how to put together the structure of a show like this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I mean, doing we're doing a terrible job. job. <laughs> for, for example, we actually wanted to have a short break, 10-minute break. There was we, no break. There was you no talked break. right through that. I man. talked that right you. through that. That was my fault. You destroyed um, the break. I mean, we don't have an intro song. And, and there's you know there, there's things we're essentially working at. For example, just in the, the idea of a structure of how we go about talking about these things, we haven't really figured that out yet. We jumped a lot around on, on these topics. So what I would just say is, uh, another actually another thing that we need to work on for developing this show is one of our goals is the structure of this show is that we have topics for each episode. These topics are meant to be broad though. I mean for example today's episode is MMORPGs or MMOs. Mm-hmm. However, we want to have topics like fashion, sports, psychology, um drugs, oh, drugs, sex. sex, death. We want to talk death. about all kinds of different things and our goal is to talk about them in an accessible and funny way, ways in which we can make you laugh and inform you and 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 basically just create a fun atmosphere. Basically, our, our goal is this. We want to have a 2 a.m. Denny's conversation with you. We, w- we just want to have a fun and informative conversation. Uh, also. Or by the water cooler. Or by the water cooler. Also, I think uh, Noosh Niantic, if you're listening, he really just wants his money back after. <laughs> I want my 20 bucks back, Niantic. But no, I mean. I thought that's where you're going with it. Uh, I thought no, no. you were going to be oh, like, they really right? need to listen to their players. I spent all this money I didn't mean to. I really I want need my money that back. back. Actually, they're going to probably ban me just for saying this. But uh, here's what I want to say. Yeah, they're our fashion. Uh, I love you, Niantic. <laughs> the point is this, though. I mean, basically, guys, we are trying to create a show that's successful. Now, I don't know if we succeeded in that because nope. our, our goal with this MMORPG issue, uh, episode is to make MMOs ac- uh, accessible when we talk about how funny some of those situations are and how some of those stories are. I don't know if we've, we're fully successful with doing that. Um, 
I want to lean on the side of saying no. We didn't <laughs> no, do a very no, no. good job of that at all. But it is a learning experience, and we're still trying to If you have feedback out. for the show, hey. uh, go fuck yourself because we're not going to listen to I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're actually going to. I really would like to take feedback. One day sure. we'll have, like, a Facebook page. A call or in. we'll have, yeah. yeah, callers. Yeah. When we understand what we're doing, yeah. <laughs> you can tell us how to. I, I mean, honestly, just being real here, we, it is a growing experience for us, so we're going to do our best to make these topics not just MMOs. Like I said, all kinds of topics like science, psychology, fashion, sports, whatever it is we talk about, we want to make it funny and we want to make it accessible to everyone. Just we want to have fun conversations. So I hope you give us the time to develop that. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, we will be talking about psychology. So that'll be the topic for that week. And we'll have some guests to discuss that. Uh, before we go, um, Tim, JB, do you guys have anything you want to add in? Is, yeah, I mean, what, are, I, what are you working on, to, uh, JB? I, I want to do uh, usability and community feedback because we were about to go into that okay oh you want an episode about that oh we got might as well do dude we gotta work our butts off to make that accessible because i don't (laughs) even want to be a part of that conversation (laughs) no no you're you're already there niantic has rubbed you really (laughs) rubbed you (laughs) in the worst place (laughs) in the worst way yeah rough sandpaper hands yeah but when i come back assuming it's not soon i want to do that topic yeah tim closing thoughts anything no Shrugs. I mean, I mean, if anyone, if if any of your users give you feedback on what they want on the site, I'll make it. Okay. If our, so basically, you're saying if our users have feedback for our uncreated, for the unestablished website, that, website that does not exist, <laughs> that, that <laughs> dude, dude, I just remembered something. The website is going to be on CCAL. <laughs> yeah, it is hosted by. Are we going to have a manatee as a? And with, we should. You, you should have. You, you were supposed to make a manatee. For oh me. yeah, yeah. I'll do one. Yeah, yeah. I'll make yeah. a CCAL. Um, so what we'll do is we'll go ahead and leave you on a note of just playing some outro music. Uh, again, we'll be back next week. Our showtime is always going to be Tuesday, 7 p.m. on KDHR. By the way, KDHR, um, you know, out. shout out to KDHR. It's, it's, a, it's a student-operated, student-managed um, you know, radio ra- internet station. radio station at uh, California State University of Mingus Hills. It's uh, one of the only ones of its kind, and it gives a lot of students the opportunity to create their own content for internet radio and, and terrible, terrible shows like ours. Terrible shows like ours. Um, and I mean, basically, uh, it's it's a great opportunity if you're interested in doing a internet radio show. You should you know talk to Stephen Janes, the station manager, and you know uh, to figure out how you can get your own show going because. Uh, it's a, it's a great opportunity. So what we'll do is we will leave you on a note of just playing some music. Please uh, please come back. <laughs> please don't leave. Please don't leave us. We'll get better. I promise. Oh, you're um, sad, sad man. <laughs> We are sad. We're, uh, yeah. All right. All anyway. right, guys. Uh, see you next week. Take care. Letters. Ryan and Usher Dead is made possible thanks to KDHR, the student-operated radio station of California State University, Dominguez Hills. For more information about KDHR, please visit www.kdhr.net. The intro song for this show is Space Ace by Blind. This music is made available thanks to Overclocked Remix. For more information, please visit ocremix.org.